You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Pretty awesome. It's SEC Championship Week, and we're in the game. You know, things could be a lot worse. I know we're an underdog, but we've uh, gotten to SEC Championship Week even during the Saban era. Let's count for a dude. Uh, we didn't play in this game in 2010, not in 2013. Then we did in uh, not in 2017. Uh, I think we did in 18, 19, and 20, right? So, well, uh, let's also say this. First of all, let's also say this. This episode is brought to you by Sonos. Um, I, I'll tell you about Sonos later on. But um, let's also say this. If we don't, if we lose to Georgia and don't get in, it's not because we lost to Georgia. It's because we lost to Texas A&M, right? That's 100% correct. That's 100% okay. correct. Um, I'm just saying that, that uh, you know, there will feel I – think, I, I think we will both feel less excitement about the SEC championship game, specifically because so many fans will have a dour opinion about how it's going to go, more six-point underdog, and, and, and a lot of Alabama fans will just expect to lose. And we haven't really felt that, really going all the way back to 08, 09. And in those were years, we're just excited to be there. You know, uh, so this is a different feeling, and there won't be as much excitement. But the way I look at it is <laughs> I, I, I realize what we're up against. But it's fun to be in the game. It's fun. It's, an, it's a privilege to be in the game. We earned our way into the game by winning the SEC West. We won the games it takes to get there. And uh, that's really cool that, hey, this Saturday, only 10 Power 5 teams are playing. Just 10. And, and we're one of the 10. So I'm going to be excited about watching us play again. Uh, yeah, I agree with all that. Just like I said in the last podcast, and soak up this moment soak up beating Auburn in the most Auburn of Auburn ways. And um, even though, you know, frankly, we played like shit the entire game and you could make the argument we didn't deserve to win. Well, we ended up winning. So soak in that and let the Georgia game fall where it may. We may be without Brian Robinson, who knows about Jalen Armour Davis, who knows about some other guys. So, I mean, we're going to be going in there shorthanded. So if Bryce Young wants to win the Heisman, hey, buddy, (laughs) You got a shot to win the Heisman. You got a shot to win the Nobel Peace Prize. You got a shot to win an Oscar. You can win a lot of things if you go in there and just perform well under these circumstances. Jimmy, I got to tell you a quick story. Um, I'll tell on myself a little bit. I'm not going to use any names uh, to protect the innocent and the guilty. But um, you know one of my favorite pastimes, which is a horrible pastime. It's awful of me, but I do enjoy – listening to Auburn people complain about officiating after they lose. I don't know why. And it makes me mad. I don't know why I do it. It's, it's stupid. Um, but it is universal among the entire fan base. They complain about officiating all the time. They never stop. Uh, especially after a loss. It's always, I mean, I haven't met an Auburn fan that said they've lost a game yet. It's always, well, if this official hadn't done this in the first quarter, you know, anywho. Um, so there was an article written by, a guy, uh, and I think it's with anyway, it was it was out there on Twitter. You can find it. I'm not gonna give him any more press. But um he, he said all the things Alabama got away with in the Iron Bowl. And it made me so mad 
I didn't look at his profile or anything. It made me so mad that I posted a meme of Woody Harrelson. And the quote was um, from Zombieland, I think. And Woody Harrelson says in there, you know, I think you're a bit of a witch, but instead of witch, it's a bee in front of it. I don't want to say it just in case that gets me in more trouble. So I put that down there and then I got a phone call from somebody else who's with our network and said, Hey, you know, that guy's also uh, a network guy. Um, just letting you know. And I didn't know that. And I wouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it, done it anyway. Cause I'm 49 years old and I'm an adult, but I wouldn't have done it if I'd known he was with our network in any capacity at all. And, um, but then I thought, okay. And I said, so I deleted it. Right. And I was like, that's the adult thing to do is delete it. And it was stupid. But then I was like, you know, I kind of was doing the guy a favor and I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Cause if you're being a bitch and you don't know it, somebody should tell you so you can go, Oh my God, thanks. I, I didn't know. I appreciate this. Um, <laughs> I need to change whatever it is I'm doing. So I don't do this anymore. And <laughs> so I thought I was kind of helping him out. It, it, did, am I wrong? I mean, <laughs> well, I think it's two or three issues there. Uh, probably headlined by the fact that he's a coworker. <laughs> probably. That probably is but the I don't real know headline him. Let's here. Also say, this is a coworker. Let's say this. I don't know him. And he is 30 but, years younger than me. So I feel bad now. Now I feel bad. But I did delete I'm, it. So let's all. I'm mad that any Auburn fan anywhere can think that officiating robbed them of that game. I feel that officiating robbed Alabama of blowing them out. And I wouldn't have had to stress poop through the whole fourth quarter if the officiating had gotten it right. So that does make me mad in the sense that how can they be that delusional? But you know what? I, I tell this story, which bores people about that. I, I was, you know, I go to a lot of high school games, quote, scouting out kids. But really what I'm doing is going to high school games. And I watched, I won't, I won't, I won't say the name of the offending team. They're, they're just not good. But I was watching Sarah Land, who, as we all know, that follow high school football in Alabama. Sarah Land's very good. They're, they're a contender each year to win the state championship in, in 6A football, which is, you know, big boys or the second biggest class of players. So Sarah Land, who would have been favored to win this game, if, if high school games were on the Vegas boards, Sarah Land probably would have entered this game as a 30-point favorite on the road. I mean, the, Sarah Land was going to kill this team. So the game starts, and as, as scripted, Sarah Land starts beating the crap out of them. And everyone around me, I know nobody. I went to the game by myself. I'm sitting in the stands of the home team, and I'm just watching the game and tweeting and, and, and texting buddies in the recruiting industry about how awesome some of the Sarah Land kids are. And everyone around me, when I say everyone, everyone around me was complaining about the officiating. I mean, everyone, it was the discussion. It was shared by everyone. Everyone around me was completely convinced that they were getting screwed and they would be winning the game if the officials weren't in the pockets of Sarah Land, even though they were the visiting team. And no, I didn't do it because I'm not, I don't like being the center of attention, believe it or not, <laughs> or not in person anyway. But I, I seriously wanted to, and I, I seriously practiced the speech in my head it was about, I wanted to stand up and say, listen, you idiots, I don't give a shit if every official on the field is wearing your colors and are the first cousins of your coach. The score would still be 
34 to nothing in the first quarter. That Sarah Land is bigger, <laughs> faster, quicker. Everyone wearing red is going to continue playing football next year in colleges. No one on your team is. Not one. You're getting smoked. <laughs> if there were 30 officials out there all that were all teachers of, in the school, it, it, and yet they were literally – State's got to do something about this. Boy, every year it's like this against Sarah Land. Every year, every year they get all the calls. I think, I think these officials work on their staff. I think, I think, do you, you know Sarah Land has their own officials? They work every Sarah Land game. And, and, and you're here, and I'm like, y'all are terrible and they're great. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just take the officials off the field. The score would be worse. Yeah. So it's, it's just, ah, it's, it's so okay. aggravating and it's such a, yeah. you know, it's just such a, a terrible attitude to have for life, which is, again, um, I, I'm not going to get into this again. I'm going to go ahead and tell you about NetSuite instead because uh, I'm tired of uh, dealing with blaming the officials for every damn thing. But this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, not Oracle, Oracle. NetSuite by Oracle, NetSuite by Oracle. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash NCAA. Head to NetSuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash NCAA, you will love it. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. You will absolutely love this. Go check them out. Now I want to tell you about prize picks. Prizepicks.com or use their award-winning app on Google Store or App Store. Prize picks is the leader in college daily sports fantasy. Prize picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-majors you might not have even heard of. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of from yardage touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of our users that deposit and use our promo code LOCKEDON will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is a daily fantasy made easy. It's an award-winning app. You'll love it. Go try them out. This is going to be a lot of fun. All right, Jimmy, um, we can talk about the Iron Bowl for days. I'm still – I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I've watched the final minute a couple of different times um, in overtime, and I'm still nervous. That's how that's that's how the Iron Bowl does me. I mean – and look, I, I'll say this too. I want to be clear to any Auburn fan that's listening, uh, and I think there are some, so that's cool. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, that Auburn outplayed Alabama. There's no doubt in my mind. Auburn outplayed Alabama. Um, the defense for Auburn played their best game in any Iron Bowl. I'm going to say since the Pat Dye era. You could say 05 because they had 11 sacks on Brody. But you know what? That that game, Alabama was coming off that LSU game, if you remember. God, we had to play LSU and then Auburn back-to-back. Um, and we were coming off the LSU game, and we lose in overtime, very despondent. We had Chris Caps, which was, you know, not ideal. And Auburn had 11 sacks. Um, and we come in deflated. I think this Auburn defense played better than that Auburn defense. 
because I also think this Alabama team has more weapons uh, than that 05 Alabama team and definitely a better quarterback. So anyway, uh, I want to give a kudos to uh, the Auburn defense, especially, and their Auburn punter. I mean, they, and their backup kicker. I don't know where Auburn gets these guys all the damn time, but they always have good kickers and punters. And um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, I do want to talk about uh, Alabama hoops just for a second. Uh, not a very – boy, I'm going to tell you, we won two of three, yet I still don't feel great. Losing Diona, hey, it's not the worst thing in the world. Rick Pitino is very good. I'm not down about it. Um, and Alabama falls to 16 in the polls today. And I think, frankly, we should be lower than that. I don't – I think we've got potential to certainly be a top-10 team still, but I don't think we've earned the 16, 16 spot yet. Um, I know we beat the hell out of Miami, and that's great. Miami's not very good. I doubt Miami makes the tournament. Um, so it, it wasn't the best tournament for us, but I'm not worried about anything. I'm just not. I'm not, I'm not worried about anything. I just don't think we're the 16th best team in the country right now, even though I think we will be better than that as the season progresses. We just got to get some chemistry down. Um, J.D. Davison is beginning to come into his own a little bit. Everybody got some good minutes against Miami, which I love to see that. And, um, you know, we got a huge game with Gonzaga that nobody's going to talk about because Alabama plays Georgia in the SEC championship game. But the Duke did us no favors beating Gonzaga, by the way. No, probably not. Uh, I actually feel different. I watched every minute all three games in Orlando. Uh, I was, of course, disappointed they lost to Iona. And I think Alabama, if they played Iona, you know, ten times, is probably going to beat Iona six times or seven times. And and this was one of the three or four times that it went the other way. Uh, Alabama played the worst game of the year, but against a very good team that's going to win a lot of games and, and likely be in the NCAA tournament coached by one of the great coaches of all time who not only had some time to plan for us, uh, played against us last year, which has kind of given one of the great coaches of all time a sneak peek at, at, at how we play. And he's probably been working on that game plan in his head for a long time. But regardless of that, uh, what, what I'm really encouraged by was the second half against Miami. That was the best basketball this team has played all year long. Uh, it might have taken five halves to get to that sixth half. Uh, but that, that sixth half, that was a team, when Gonzaga watches the Miami tape and, and they get to the second half, they're going to be like, oh, oh, these dudes, these dudes are good. Uh, I, I thought it was – so the fact that we played that well, even though it was just for one half of basketball, I'm very encouraged. Uh, I do think this team can achieve great, great things. Basketball is just funny, though. Uh, we could be a better team than last year and not get as far. Uh, or, or you could get to the Final Four. Uh, and, and I know that because last year's team could have. Last year's team could have. I think this year's team might even be better. That doesn't mean that they'll even win their first-round game. Basketball is very funny, and everything that happens in the tournament is just triple magnified. So what you want to do, Luke, is just win as many games as possible against as good a competition as possible and get the highest seed possible and get quote and I'm, I'm using air quotes as I say this the easiest track possible to the sweet 16 and final four uh, via seeding and uh, I think we're on our way to doing that uh, it's kind of weird uh, when you explain to a fog a football only dump that we've played six games 
and we just played against Miami, the Hurricanes of the ACC, that might have been the worst team we've played so far. And Miami is not bad. Miami sure. is going to win games in the ACC. They, they're not going to win the ACC. They're probably not even going to make the NCAA tournament. But if they play, I don't know, if they play 18 games in the ACC, uh, I think that Miami team is probably going to go 8-10, and 10, maybe 9-9. Nine and nine. And, and that makes them pretty good, pretty damn good. Uh, so uh, I, I thought Orlando was overall good, a good performance overall good was it awesome no awesome would have been playing like you played against miami for all three days they walked out of there with a the trophy but uh but it was good because there was awesome mixed in with the questionable and uh just like the football team on saturday the mountain is pretty steep but uh, i'm not gonna you know if alabama doesn't doesn't win against gonzaga i don't think it'll mean too much that's just myself i mean no. but i'm not uh, it won't mean a lot all right, let me we'll let see. me get one more let me get one more thing in here, Jimmy. Um, before I talk about all the dominoes that fell in the coaching ranks, um, Cameron Bishop, one of our loyal listeners, super dude, he said, uh, "What do you think about Toa Toa or Christian Harris going pro now?" Because I, I would argue both of certainly Toa Toa has picked it up of late. But neither one of them has had the year we thought they'd have. Um, and I'm not saying that in an insulting way. We probably just had our expectations too high for both of them. They, they've been really good. I, I'm, I'm not trading them for anybody. They've been really good. But they also haven't been award-winning. What do you think about their coming back next year, potentially? Um, I like that take a lot. agree with every word. Uh, disappointing, but only because as fans, we set the expectation bar so high. Uh, I think we expected more out of both, and maybe that should be shame on us and not shame on them because by the end of the year, I think both were playing really well. And my guess, and it's a guess, I don't talk to Christian Harris or Toa Toa. Really, some people be surprised to learn that even inside our program, uh, we don't know. I mean, we have suspicions and we have evidence, but most likely uh, the families have not told anyone anything uh, it's just that the staff would have more of an educated guess than we'd have because they're aware of factors we're not aware of. But uh, my guess right now is Christian Harris will leave and enter the draft and Toe Toe will stay. Uh, that is just Jimmy's guess today. That guess could change as I learn information from inside and outside the program. Uh, and I also think it's too early to talk about a projection. Uh, I will say this, Christian Harris will be drafted higher than our fans believe he will. Yeah, that's that's true. Just because he does have great speed, he does have good instincts. Hell, he made some good plays in the Iron Bowl. I mean, he, he, again, he's not bad. He, he's well above average. But um, I think our expectations may have been just a little bit high. So, uh, all right, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about uh, what is a new sponsor. That's Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of free 5G phone, you also can listen to all the latest episodes, the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line. So your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks. So you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. Disclaimer, 
Free phone limited new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See boostmobile.com for details. Also, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the place to go to get that bet in. Love me some betonline.ag. You will too. Use promo code locked on. Get that welcome bonus of 50%. So if you put in 100 bucks, you get 150 to play with. You can bet on college football, college basketball, NFL, uh, futures. You can play poker. You can play blackjack. You can play roulette. You can play a whole bunch of stuff. You can do all that at betonline.ag. You can uh, bet on reality TV. Look, there's and there's so much reality TV out there, you'll never be without something to place a wager on. Go to betonline.ag. Use promo code locked on. You'll love this website. So much fun. Easy to navigate. Easy to pay in. Even easier to get paid at betonline.ag. Promo code locked on. All right, Jimmy, the... Uh, the news around the country is fast and furious. Um, it's mm-hmm. insane, really. Um, the, the whole Lincoln Riley thing was redonkulous. I mean, he played LSU like a fiddle. He played uh, Oklahoma like a fiddle. He's at USC. A lot of people are like, boy, that's a terrible move. Hell, I think it's a great move. Um, he's got an easy path to the playoffs at a Power 5 conference now. And he's already been recruiting the West Coast like a maniac. Um, I think he's going to do really well there. And good for the Pac-12 to step it up a notch. Look, I'm I'm not a Pac-12 fan at all. People know this. But I, I would prefer they were at least palatable. You can't watch that shit right now. So I'm glad the Pac-12 is getting in the game. Um, they had to pay him a boatload of money. I don't know how much it was, but the cost of living in L.A. versus the cost of living in Norman is pretty substantial. Uh, so now what does o- Oklahoma do? Uh, they are losing five- and four-star recruits like nobody's business. They are also losing guys like Spencer Rattler, who's transferring. Uh, Caleb Williams has hinted he will transfer. Uh, then what does LSU do? I mean, they're sitting here with their hat in their hand. They don't have anybody that's really sexy left. I mean, if Dave Aranda does end up staying at Baylor, which I, it looks like he will, what in the God's green earth are they going to do? They're not going to hire Lane Kiffin. Everybody keeps talking about that. You can't have all the issues LSU's been having lately and then hire Joey Freshwater. I just don't think you can do that. So, and even if they do, I mean, Lane Kiffin has not been the guy that's like, hey, I'm going to, you know, plant my roots here <laughs> kind of coach. I mean, he's like, I'm going to be here about four years, wear out my welcome, and then go somewhere else. And that's fine. I love Lane Kiffin for that. Cool. Um, but I think Lane Kiffin is uh, sort of the going to always be a nomad. Um, meanwhile, uh, Bo Nix comes on the roundtable today again and makes some comments like, I'm weighing all my options about what I want to do next year. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine he's really considering going pro. I guess he could be, but man, does he want to transfer out of Auburn? I mean, he is the most Auburn of Auburn quarterbacks of all time. I mean, that just seems a little weird to me. Uh, the, The news is crazy. Pierce Quick, Jackson Bratton, all in the transfer portal. Jameer Gibbs, um, Zach Evans. Jameer Gibbs was uh, a running back that yeah. Alabama loved. Yeah, he goes to George Jameer Tech. Gibbs. Wow, that's huge. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. That's yeah. huge. He's a talent. Zach a Evans. Kid. Zach Evans. About the, from the uh, trouble the, kid at TCU? Or the yeah, he's back in the Tennessee. portal. No, no, the, um, the TCU. Wow. Um, that's big, but I don't – I don't know this. I could be 100% wrong, but I hear I, I don't think Alabama would go anywhere near that, near that kid. Well, I'm not saying Back Alabama down. will, but I just I find it yeah. fascinating. Big news. How, hey, and Jimmy, yeah. look at this. 
here's the other thing. You know what this, you look at how Oklahoma is falling apart at the seams because of Lincoln Riley. If you're an Alabama fan and this doesn't scare you half to death in terms of when Saban leaves, you know, will everything just begin to fall apart? I I mean, I just hope that uh, I think Greg Byrne is a fantastic leader, so I'm sure it won't be this way. Uh, It seems like Oklahoma was caught pretty off guard, and it seems like Lincoln Riley was very much against going to the SEC. I'm not saying he's scared of the SEC. I mean, I'm I'm thinking he's just being smart, like, hey, why would I want to go coach and face LSU, Bama, Georgia every year um, and try and get weighed through that shit when they're firing people left and right? When I can go to USC, and if I just make the playoffs uh, every two or three years, I'm a golden boy. (laughs) They won't let me go for nothing. So, yeah, I think that's the thing. But, man, and this all has an effect on Alabama because Oklahoma has some dudes that uh, were committed there that Alabama was after. Not only that, then Damani Jackson, who you and I love, uh, was committed to USC at one time. He's decommitted. Looks like he's going to commit to Alabama. Now, I mean, he says USC's back in the picture. Yeah, uh, I mean, all, all the, the it's it's like all the pieces on the board move around, and this is the week of of, of a lot of movement. And next week too, uh, and, and you know, in terms of saving, you know, I, I doubt I doubt it works this way, but I hope it does. There's a way to avoid all this, and Greg Byrne is so smart. I, I hope the situation is massaged to where this happens. A practically a joint announcement. The Saban retirement, which will be the exact equivalent of Coach Bryant's, that's still talked about to this day, uh, what saves recruiting and what can really give you a lot of, uh, of peace is Saban's retirement is announced, and within 24 hours or less, the replacement is announced. Because then the news story is the new guy, and the news story for days on end isn't that Saban's gone. You don't want Saban's gone to be the story. The story needs to be Mario Cristobal's the new coach, and I'm just using that name as an example. Um, that needs to be the story because that's what saves recruiting. If the story needs to be the new guy, not that the last one's leaving. So yeah. hope, hopefully the situation can be massaged in that way because we're seeing in other places how it can be a bit disastrous when you don't have that situation. Well, and now there's reports that Brent Venables is going to be the next guy at Oklahoma. I mean, okay, I think that's fine. Um, You know, they probably wanted him a long time ago, and and Venables, again, I'm not not against that. I think that's okay, but um, hard to think of it as anything but a downgrade from what you had. So, uh, although – As an Alabama fan, my initial take is uh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't this doesn't scare the hell out. I mean, they're about to be in our league. For all we know, we're going to play Oklahoma every season. For all we know, I mean, that's right. Uh, uh, and uh, two or three things. Number one, Venables has been an assistant so long and has been passed over so many times. You have to ask yourself why. Secondly, he's never done this before. I mean, that's your when you're really you're really taking a gamble on the guys that haven't done it before. Uh, third, it's, he's a defensive guy, and 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 what's been an offensive program. That's going to be a big culture change. On top of all of it, and fourth, uh, it probably really dings Clemson because people. This is the thing about how fans are just so obsessed with offense, and that's all they care about. What's been completely glossed over this year? Here's a huge story: 
Clemson's, quote, demise, but 100% of that was the offense. Their defense was as good as all these other Clemson teams that were in the playoff. They have an absolutely playoff-worthy defense. Their offense was just so bad in September and October that even having an elite defense did them no good at all because the offense was just so putridly bad. But Venables carried that Clemson team. They, they could have been 3-9, and nine, Luke. They're 3-9 and nine if, if, if they had an average defense. Uh, but they did yeah, have right. elite defense, an elite defense. And, uh, and now they've lost Venables, I, I think, the architect of all these great Clemson defenses. Uh, so I, I consider all that good news for Alabama. But I didn't know this until today, Luke, and this was shocking to me. You know, Oklahoma has a long history of hiring basically nothing but assistants. The only sitting head coach they've ever hired since the 40s was Howard Schnellenberger. Oh, my every God. Other, every other head coach, and I didn't realize this until today. Why would I know this? They're not in our league. But think about it. Lincoln Riley was an assistant. Bob Stoops, he was an assistant. Uh, Barry Switzer was an assistant. He had been a head coach anywhere else before he was a head coach at Oklahoma. Uh, all those other Oklahoma hires, like John Blake, he was an assistant. Um, and, and again, Lincoln Riley, an assistant. So they've done it again. They, they believe that they can identify up-and-coming guys that will be a cheaper and younger guys you can uh, build around. That's what they believe in going back 80 years now. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back tomorrow with yet another one. So uh, thank you guys for listening again. Appreciate it. And uh, I will try to be more adultish from this point forward. Until then, oh, don't do tide. that. You're going to ruin the show. <laughs> You're going to ruin the show. Roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.